All right, we are rolling with the podcast version for January 21st. <coughs> Enough. I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, and you're tuned in to the Retirement Ready Show, joined by my compadres, Brad Allen, Randy Winkler. How How's it you? going, guys? Hey, Tony. It's going good. How you doing? Good, good. I, I had some uh, some folks that tune into the podcast from the southern regions of, of the uh, country, and they were... Saying they had some Wisconsin-like weather here recently. I've heard. You, you're telling me Florida was, uh, what, 30, 35 degrees, 40 yeah, degrees? Yeah, freeze warnings. and that, That's snowsuit weather for them down there. That's, that's it. Up here, that's, Shorts. that's balmy. Shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Although lately, it's uh, been a little bit more mild winters. Yeah, I, you know, I'll take it in stride. I, I don't mind it, you know, not having to shovel uh, or, or snow plow up here for a couple weeks in the winter is not not necessarily a bad thing in my mind. I got out for some long walks this weekend, which typically does not happen in January. Right. That's great to get out and move around and, and have a little bit of fun. I got a got a kind of picture I want to paint for you guys. All right. How about this for a retirement dream plan? You trade in your mundane everyday work schedule, retire early and spend your remaining years basking in the sun on a tropical beach, all courtesy of Uncle Sam. How's that sound? I would never do that, Tony. That, that my mundane work schedule. I love <laughs> That's the work right. Schedule. Of course. Of course <laughs> That's right. Imagine Uncle Sam says, you've already paid enough in taxes. You deserve a break. Go ahead and retire. I'm not going to tax you anymore, right? And it sounds a little bit far-fetched. Is that even possible? But before you jump and say no, I want you to think about some stories you hear about how some very wealthy folks are able to significantly reduce or eliminate the taxes they pay. And if it's true that wealthy folks can pay less in taxes than you pay, then it probably means one of two things. Either that rich person is cheating on their taxes, or perhaps you're paying more than you were, might be required to pay. We've said it before. I'll say it again. There's mandatory taxes and optional taxes. We have to legally pay the mandatory ones. But if you plan properly, you can reduce or eliminate the optional taxes. So this week, I want to talk a little bit about two strategies. Some folks might refer to them as loopholes that have legitimately been used by the wealthy and that you can likely use as well. If you think back to 2017, then President Trump signed the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act into law. It was the largest tax code overhaul in 30 years. And what a lot of folks forgot is that a large number of the tax benefits set up to help us as individuals and families expires at the end of 2025. And I guess you need to ask yourself, have you thought about how these tax rate increases might impact your retirement? If you're like most retirees, the answer is probably no, you haven't really thought about that much. When was the last time your broker or advisor came to you with a tax planning strategy designed to address the issue? If this is a concern, you know, we'd love to help, but we really encourage you to get some of that tax planning done. Guys, since I first entered the industry, so much of what's considered good financial planning assumes that taxes will almost automatically go down once a person's retired. Maybe you think about your life, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, aunt, uncle, somebody said to you, Put as much as you can away into that tax deferred, maybe 401k at work, because when you retire, you'll be in such a tiny tax bracket. Well, that's not always the case. So we want to talk you through some of these strategies. And Brad, there are, you know, different types of taxes in retirement, different things you need to consider. 
Absolutely. And, and you know, you, you look at the question, will the taxes you pay be higher or lower in retirement? And the answer is different for everybody. The real answer is it depends, right? If, if you're like the majority of retirees, the likely answer is your taxes will be lower. Research shows that taxes for most retirees is, is lower, ranging from 0% to just under 2% of retirement income. But the, the really important question is, are you or will you be most retirees? You know, there, there's an awful lot of people out there who haven't saved very much money in retirement. In fact, studies show that Americans between the age of 55 and 64 held a median savings amount of $134,000. If you're among this group, then my guess is yes, your taxes aren't going to be a problem in the future. But I have a fairly good idea as to the types of people who listen to our show. A good number of you guys have saved money along the way. You've put money away and Thankfully, our, our typical client has done a lot of that as well, you know, putting money into the 401ks, putting money into the tax deferred accounts. Maybe they've been putting money into a Roth. But when folks come into the office, most of the time what we see are really big 401ks, maybe really big 403bs or traditional IRAs, but not as much in that Roth bucket, which means they're going to be in a pretty decent tax bracket later on down the road. A lot of people don't realize it, but in your 70s, you could be in a higher tax bracket than actually when you were working sometimes. And you want to plan for that, right? So we want to talk about different ways today to kind of plan for and what can you do now to have a big impact later. And I think to your point, Brad, there are so many folks that hit their 70s RMD age, which of course keeps changing, but, um, you know, they find themselves in a higher tax bracket than sometimes even when they were working. And, and that's where that planning can become such an important part of the overall deal is understanding ways that you can control the taxes. Randy, you got a great analogy I love on, on the difference between tax preparation and tax planning. And as you go into that, I think it's also important to understand that there are different types of taxes and there's different buckets of taxation, if you will, in retirement. The story that I like to tell is think uh, taxes like you're driving in a car. Your tax prep is looking out the rear view mirror. You're looking, okay, what happened in the last year? Your tax planning is looking out the windshield. Where am I going and what's going to happen in the future? So you could not drive a car without doing both. Maybe you could drive without looking out the rear of your mirror, but it probably wouldn't be safe, but you definitely could not drive without looking out the windshield. So when it comes to tax planning and tax prep, they work together. Often, if you're working with just a CPA who's not um, part of the team of uh, financial professionals that you have on your, your board of directors there, they may just be looking backwards. I've seen many times like, oh, you should do this. And it's going to save you $5,000 this year in taxes without looking 10 or 20 years down the road, and it might cost them $200,000 in taxes, that move that they made or failed to make in those earlier years. So a lot of times it's about a concept called tax equilibrium. You know, there's not, people say that, oh, this is good or this is bad. A lot of times it's just, is it appropriate or not appropriate? But you know, 401ks aren't bad, they're fantastic. If you have all your money in there, you're going to pay a lot of taxes, you know? And again, I like to joke with people, if you're paying taxes, something good happened. You, right. made, you made money, you, your, uh, your account grew, but nobody says, yay, I'm paying taxes. Something good happened that, you know, but if you, if you have a strategy in place and take a look at those different buckets at the different times, what are we deferring? What are we paying now? What are we paying now and never paying again? Having that tax equilibrium. So in retirement, you can pick your tax bracket by determining where your income is coming from from which account. Mm -hmm. And that's hard because it's complicated, right? You have 
different sources of income in retirement and they're taxed differently. You know, you have wages. So if you're working a part-time job or something like that, maybe you're consulting uh, or maybe withdrawals from IRAs, 401ks, any of those tax deferred accounts, you're going to be, they're going to be fully taxed, right? And it's like taking anything else out, but other, other income like tax exempt interest from municipal bonds, qualified distributions from Roth IRAs, those are tax free. And then to make it even more complicated, oh, if you yeah. have Oh, <laughs> oh, here we go. You said those two words <laughs> awfully quickly. Yeah, I need to slow down saying Let, that. Let's huh? say that again. I just tax free. <laughs> oh, I just love the sound. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no problem. But yeah, they make it even more complicated when you get to the point where maybe you have some what they call brokerage accounts or non-qualified accounts. Maybe you have dividends. You have all these. There's other income that's taxed that maybe capital gains taxes instead of fully taxable or tax free. So it gets to be pretty complicated in retirement. And that's why it's so important, at least in my mind, that you have an income plan. You know, when you get to retirement, you've saved all this money along the way. And then one day you're retired and you say, now what? Where do I draw from first? When do I take Social Security? Which account makes the most sense to draw from? A good example would be early in retirement. You might be in the lowest tax bracket of your life. Draw from the 401k. It's fully taxed. You're paying the least amount of taxes you ever will again at that point, right? Um, but maybe it makes more sense for a Roth. So every plan is individually going to be different for everybody because everybody's goals are different, number one, but everybody's uh, you know, a scenario is going to be different depending on their tax bracket at different times. Yeah, it certainly is a very unique process and everyone's planning strategies are going to be different. But maybe you've read or heard the news on how some really wealthy people pay a surprisingly low or some of them are paying nothing in income taxes. And that understandably can cause people to get angry. Or, or maybe you wonder if you could do the same. What's interesting about how many wealthy people are able to dramatically reduce or eliminate those taxes is that it's really not as complicated as you might think. In fact, some of those strategies of the wealthy are simple enough that we can give you a general idea of the methods that are entirely legal and available to just about anyone. It seems a lot of these wealthy folks really like the tax. Oh, there it is again, Brad. Tax-free, tax <laughs> the tax-free Roth IRAs. Some like them so much they have millions, even billions of dollars stocked away. Think about Peter Thiel, billionaire co-founder of PayPal, has one with a reported value at $5 billion. He put those PayPal shares in there pretty early on. And apparently he's not the only one that, that prefers these tax-free accounts. Figures released by the Congressional Joint Committee on Taxation show that the so-called mega individual retirement accounts, those with $5 million or more, are seeing big growth, perfectly legal. And the idea that wealthy people using Roth IRAs is Upsetting, though, to some folks, the Senate Finance Committee Chair Ron Wyden has stated it's shocking but not surprising to see how the use of mega IRA accounts by mega millionaires or billionaires has exploded. But I want to encourage you to pause for a moment. Instead of getting mad about the accounts that rich people use to shield their money from taxes, maybe we can take just a few minutes to see what we might learn from this. Randy, I think there's three really important lessons to consider. Yes. When you take a look at taxes, there a lot of people say, I can't take advantage of tax strategies. And that may be correct. There are, there's no one in the United States that, they can, that can take advantage of every tax strategy. But by doing tax planning, there's strategies that work for everyone, depending on the phase of life you're in. 
In some yeah. cases, tax deferral is totally the way to go. You know, other other times it's want to fund the Roth. There's some, I don't like rules of thumb, but there's some guidelines that would give for people based on if they're 20 years old or 40 or 60 as to what they, where they should be funding and what they should be uh, drawing from. But it's, it's having a plan. You know, there's no plan we can say, hey, if you do this, this is going to benefit you. It's going to be very personal and individual. And the first, the first thing is taking a look at what your, your options are. Yeah, really important. And when you think about the Roth IRA, those three ideas we think about, first and foremost, nothing better than tax-free, right? Here it is again, buddy. <laughs> Before you spend a lot of time figuring out which investments will grow your savings with as little risk as possible, maybe think about reducing or eliminating taxes that will be deducted from that growth. When it's done properly legally, as you can with a Roth IRA, it can become a really incredible way to accelerate the growth of your retirement assets. Second point, taxes are going up at the end of 2025. Don't be the person that gets angry with wealthy people if you read about how they beat the scheduled tax increase by converting to a tax-free Roth before the end of 2025. You can absolutely, most people can absolutely do the same thing right now. Final lesson as it pertains to these type of accounts is, you know, how some wealthy people are able to get so much money into Roth IRA. You might be saying to yourself, Tony, aren't there income limits? I thought there was income limits that prevented this. Well, with many things in the tax code, there are legal ways to get around limitations. Wealthy people often utilize what's referred to as a backdoor Roth IRA to get massive amounts of money into the Roth. And before you get upset with that, you know, maybe call it a loophole and how folks are using that to their advantage, realize you can likely do the same. It's perfectly legal. It's not that complicated. If you believe these income limits are blocking you from getting more money into a Roth and your current advisor hasn't talked to you about a backdoor Roth IRA, maybe think about a new advisor or somebody that can help you with these strategies because, boy, tax-free just does have a nice ring to it. The other area I think that might be a surprise to a lot of people, Brad, is that the ultra-wealthy also use and look at permanent life insurance. Yeah, there's that saying, Tony, don't be upset, get educated, right? So permanent life insurance is, you know, you think about life insurance and everybody immediately thinks of the term life insurance or the, 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 the amount that you pay little by little early on in your life when you have kids and then it drops off later on down the road. But you may recall that shortly after taking office, President Biden was advocating tax increases targeted primarily on the wealthy. This not only prompted a great deal of political debate, but it also prompted even more interest in a tax strategy that had already been gaining popularity among the rich. Um, it was really the ability to shield fortunes from taxes. It may be interesting to understand that at the heart of this strategy is a financial instrument, a version of which you may currently own or, or maybe you have owned it in the past. It's a form of life insurance. Not the low premium term life insurance that many budget-minded people purchase to save money, but instead it's, it's a permanent life insurance that requires much higher premiums. For the sake of accuracy, it's important to clarify that many wealthy people using this strategy actually purchase what is referred to as private placement life insurance instead of the retail version available to the, the majority of people. But with regards to tax advantages, they are available with just about any form of permanent life insurance. And this favorable tax treatment includes tax deferred cash value growth potential 
income tax-free access to that cash value if you do it properly, and a death benefit proceed payable income tax-free to the beneficiaries, right? No better way for money to go down to your kids or whoever your beneficiaries might be other than tax-free. So if you do it properly, both private placement life insurance and then the, the traditional retail policies, can be highly effective as a, a means of accumulating wealth long-term, but also providing valuable death benefit protection throughout your life. And I understand if you aren't interested in rushing out to buy a new policy because some wealthy people do it to save taxes, but please don't make the mistake that I see many people make who are retired or soon to be, um, you know, they might be certain tax advantages and things that maybe you just haven't considered, or maybe you see the word life insurance or, you know, some of these words that you maybe had something in the past, but you're not thinking of it at, at, at the right time in your life. You know, what is it useful for right now? It might not be useful for the same thing today as it was in the past, right? How do you use these kind of products to make sure that you're hitting the goals that you want to hit for you and your family long-term? Go ahead, Randy. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say it's worth looking into. It's not for everybody, but consider two situations. You have a million dollars in life insurance you pass on to your heirs or you have a million dollar IRA you're passing on. With the life insurance, they get every dime of it. With the IRA, especially since the changes that were made in the, the first SECURE Act, your heirs are going to have to take that out in 10 years. They could be in a very high bracket. You could end up giving half of it to the government. So only half of it's going to your heirs. So again, it's not not the strategy for everybody, but it's worth looking into to see what's the best path for you. Definitely option out there. And we don't have time this week, but there's so many different strategies, ways that you can utilize life insurance. And it's just important to think about as an option. I think you guys have done a great job of explaining it's not for everyone and it's not going to make sense for everyone. But it may be worthwhile sitting down with your advisor and at least discussing it as a possibility to help reduce the taxes over your lifetime. And hopefully this discussion this week hasn't offended any listeners who believe that you have a moral obligation to pay more taxes than is legally necessary. If that's your opinion, you certainly have a right to do it. I, for one, agree with federal judge Learned Hand, who once famously said, anyone may so arrange his affairs that his taxes shall be as low as possible and that there's not even a patriotic duty to increase one's taxes. Now, many people agree and want to reduce the taxes they pay to the legal minimum, which begs the question, why don't people spend more time planning in an attempt to lower their taxes? It could be said, you know, maybe it's our schools, right? Schools typically don't do a great job of educating us on the topics of money, wealth accumulation, and taxes. Some people might simply be unaware that these strategies are legal and exist, but it's a shame for anyone searching for ways to improve their standard of living in retirement because taxes can prove to be a major expense even after you start working. I started this show talking about what may be the great dream in retirement, what I've learned over my many years as a financial advisor specializing in helping clients with retirement planning is that different people have different dreams when it comes to how they want to live the remainder of their lives. For some, it's traveling the world. Others want to buy a vacation home on a beach or in the mountains where the children and grandchildren can join them on vacations. Whatever your particular retirement dream might be, it'll likely take money to fund that dream or at least the independence that money can bring. And money is something you'll have more of to enjoy if you can effectively manage the amount that we're paying in taxes. 
As I mentioned earlier, we know taxes are going up after 2025, so now is the time to make sure you've done everything you can to position yourself to manage your taxes in the most efficient way in retirement. If you're not sure that you've done that, do yourselves a favor. Reach out to a good advisor. We'd be happy to help you on a complimentary basis to give you a thorough tax analysis. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Show.